This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. The Katie Hall Foundation is making some significant moves locally as they recently cut the ribbon on a new location, and they have a number of programs that really support our community and youth. We're going to talk about this issue. Uh, talk about the Katie Hall Foundation is Katie Hall. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. And yourself? Hey, I, I'm, hey, I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm feeling really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's a good thing. Uh, Katie, uh, first of all, uh, congratulations. And let's talk a little bit about your new location because you all just had a ribbon cutting, uh, cutting ceremony there. Uh, you know, tell us about the location and tell us, you know, how you uh, see that really enhancing uh, your programming and what you're doing here locally in Seattle. Oh, man, Chris, first of all, thank you so much for always giving us so much love and covering us on the radio. I always tell people, listen, you absolutely have to work with the medium and Chris Bennett because I promise you, like the last few years we've been working together, I feel like you're a big significant part of our programs being taken seriously in the city of Seattle and you have a lot to do with our growth, too. So thank you. Um, what I want to share with you is that um, we, we definitely are expanding our programs even globally. We are currently in works in um, Africa, Nigeria, and Ghana, as well as Southeast Asia. Uh, but we knew that we got started in Seattle. Seattle put money behind us. And so there was not a better place for us to have our educational resource center open than in the historical Central District area. Um, so we are, we did open up. We did our ribbon cutting last week, and our doors officially open on May the 1st uh, for our Girls on the Rise 2022 cohort. Um, I think it's going to help us significantly. You know how it is, especially in a beautiful place like Seattle. People want to see you put your roots down. And so we signed a three-year lease to make sure our girls have an educational resource center right there in the city of Seattle where they can go in for, um, you know, resources such as for education, uh, resources for jobs and careers. Uh, we're connected with a lot of the larger organizations in the area who are looking for interns. And so we will be a, a resource center, even open to girls outside of our program. But for the first three to six months, we're really going to incubate our own girls and have a place where they can work together. Um, our program, so I do want to say that our 2022 program is an online program. However, the girls will come together for an all-day intensive workshop at our location when I'm there in the, in the city with them um, in the month of June. So they will have opportunities to do that. As far as the day-to-day -day goes, we'll have our college ambassadors um, having the resource center open. And as I mentioned to you before, for any girl between that age of 11 to 17, and if she just needs someone to be able to, to speak to, to talk about her educational goals and to talk about her career goals, we will be there for the girls in the city of Seattle. 
Right. And, and uh, Katie, let's let's talk a little. Let's let's kind of talk a little bit, expand this conversation, uh, and and speak specifically now about your Girls on the Rise program. You know, um, you know, what is it, uh, and what are the the age demographics of the girls that you are the young ladies that you guys are targeting with this program? Yeah, that's a good question. So the Girls on the Rise program is tar- we're targeting girls between the age of eleven and seventeen. We pick that age because that's the age girls are going through puberty. They're getting to know themselves. They're getting to learn them, their, their bodies and the responsibility of who they are as women and girls. And so we pick that age. We also pay these girls. They go through an eight-week program with us, um, and that program starts up actually officially May the 2nd, and it's going to run all the way through June the 27th. And those girls are going to be paid for their time. They get paid a stipend of $400 um, for the eight weeks that they're with us. In those eight weeks, they'll work together online, work once a week with their cohort for two hours. In addition to those two hours, they also are going to have some asynchronous work for them to work on their personal reflections. And then each cohort will work on a, a big topic. Right now, we have human trafficking, sickle cell, and pathways to leadership. So the girls will go into one of those three different cohorts, and they'll be working on case studies, and they'll be presenting that information at the end of Girls on the Rise on how they think that we can prevent these issues from happening. Or if people are in, in these different situations, especially like human trafficking, how we could be able to work with our legislators, how we can work with leaders in our, in our community to be able to prevent human trafficking from happening or to be able to reduce it. Or if people are in and being able to get them resources so they can get out of it. Um, all of the girls, no matter which cohort they fall in, they all have a Girls on the Rise leadership competencies that they will have and they'll go through. And it's things like communication. You know, you got a daughter, Chris. I got two daughters. <laughs> and you know how important communication is for everybody. Um, I think that it's really important for girls to be able to master those skills of knowing how to communicate. Um, self-discovery is another competency that we work on with these girls. Interpersonal savvy, dealing with paradox, right? Knowing how to negotiate, conflict resolution, peer relationships, and then community service, of course, is very important to us. So all of the girls will learn these different competencies. They'll have a chance to play with these competencies and practice them. In addition to that, we believe in community service, and that's where those those three pillars come in at, human trafficking, sickle cell, and pathways to leadership that they'll be working on to be able to help um, their generation be able to work through those different pathways. Right. And um, you talked about, uh, I mentioned a little earlier about your college ambassador program. Uh, is that program connected to Girls on the Rise as well? Yeah, thank you. Oh, I like you. Yes, thanks for reminding me. Our college ambassadors actually created Girls on the Rise. So this has been a long time coming, Chris. This is not just some new program that just rolled out of COVID because there's COVID dollars out there. We've been working on Girls on the Rise since 2018. Our college ambassadors in 2018, with the birth of my second daughter, Chase, they were like, man, we really got to start working with girls younger because if we can work with girls at a younger age, by the time they get to our age, They'll know how to work with their peers. They'll be okay with other women and girls shining because they've been used to working together. They'll be able to work across girls in different races and, you know, different backgrounds, different sexual orientation. Um, And so the college ambassadors, they created this program in 2018. Uh, We were turned down for funding 2018, 2019, and we just kept going, Chris. You know us, man. We just kept pushing it out there anyway. And we started holding workshops because we didn't have the funding to hold our, our overall program. 
Well, something very significant happened in 2020. Um, OSPI Building Bridges funded our Girls on the Rise program, which allowed us to hold our inaugural group last year in 2021. And then they came back around and funded us again <laughs> for 2022, which we were able to continue our programming. And that's how we're able to pay the girls this year. And then we found out last week that they're funding us again <laughs> for 2022, 2023. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't be more thankful for that because now we're able to actually hold our program for nine months, which is what the college ambassadors wanted to do from the very beginning. But we didn't have the money to do it. And now since we have the funding, we're going to hold our first nine-month program starting in the 2022-2023 school year. And we're so excited. And it was truly those college ambassadors that put a thought that was in our mind, and they took it and they put it to paper. We tested the model, you know, just like life. We were knocked down a few times, but we kept getting back up. And now we're back up to a point where people are funding us. I also want to give a shout-out to the Black Future Co-op Fund as well. I know you do a lot of coverage for them. But they're really significant to the work that we're doing. Because you want to know what they did last year? They picked several organizations, and they gave us funding that was unrestricted. And I want to say that our organization received 25000 And what we did with that unrestricted funding is we didn't spend it. We saved it because we wanted to make sure that when we got a space, we could pay for the space for a full year. And so when we got that funding from them, we were able to secure our educational resource center. And I just think that's important because that was for black women that put a thought and made it a reality. And then we're benefiting off of that along with so many other organizations out there in Seattle. Um, so I just want to say that because I think it's important if it wasn't for mm-hmm. Swedish Providence and if it wasn't for OSPI black future co-op fund and so many others, I mean, Lisa Chen at Treehouse. I want to give her a shout out too, because, you know, she was like, listen, you need space. Like, you need to get space as soon as possible because the work you're doing is very significant. Imagine once you solidify yourself in the city of Seattle, how many people are going to come and back this back this up. And so, you know, I'm really grateful, Chris, because this is just like an idea that was in my head years ago. And through all of these partners, we were able to make this idea a reality. And now our Girls on the Rise is an evidence of the work that we've been doing. And, you know, we're not stopping here. Our goal is to build partnerships in the schools. I already reached out to Keisha over at the, you know, Dr. Keisha um, over at Seattle schools. And we're looking to build partnerships. We want to be in the schools. We want to be with the girls. We want to be able to walk this journey with them. And we want to be able to pay them because that way, when they go to college and when they're out there in the real world, when they become the Michelle Merriweathers, when they become, you know, the Carmen Best, when they become the Katie Halls, when they become these these women, the Monica Matthews, the Zenobias, they are going to know how to really be able to unite an entire nation around issues. And they'll be able to really solve issues because they're used to working with everyone. But I do want to say that we do center our programming around girls of color because there's so many different um you know, things that girls of color go through and in particular black girls go through that other girls don't have to. And so we do center our programs around girls of color. However, we do allow everybody in our programs because of the the very reason I just told you. At the end of the day, when we go out there into the workforce and when we're trying to get business done, we're going to be working with everybody. And how much of a benefit is it for you to be 11 years old? And if you're living in a place like I did in Detroit where it's predominantly black, at 11, I can work with girls all around the state. You better believe when I turn 31, I'm going to have a heads up over other girls who haven't had that opportunity. And that goes for white girls, too. If there's a white girl living in Bellevue at 12 
and she's able to be in our programs with girls of color when she's 31 and she has certain privileges um, in the workplace. You know what I mean? She's, it's going to be nothing for her to be able to stand up for one of her black sisters. And that's really what we're looking to create, Chris. That's just, I mean, that's the truth right. of what we're doing with Girls on the Rise. Right. And I understand if I'm correct that you guys are accepting applications for your new cohort that's coming up? Yes, we are. And we actually, we extended the application deadline because we have we have enough funding to pay 50 girls. And right now we have 40 girls signed up. I don't believe in turning down girls, but we're definitely going to interview them. And we definitely need more girls to apply. Um, we're, we're paying them the application deadline. We extended it to April 18th. And the program will start up May 2nd. Um, how people can get their girls register or learn about the program, they should go to kdhallfoundation.org. And when they go there, they can click on programs and Girls on the Rise will pop up. When they go to the website, all they have to do is fill out a little informational, and then they're going to get a package sent back to them in the email so that they can get set up for an interview. But, yes, we have open enrollment through April the 18th. Okay. And what are the age, what are the, what is the age range for the, for the young ladies who can apply? Yeah, once again, those girls are between 11 and 17, so that's middle school and high school. And at first we were just doing high school, but you want to know what they told us, Chris, those girls at the high school? They said, no. If, if this was available when I was 11, this would have been phenomenal. So that's the reason why we wrote it back to sixth grade, 11 years old, the beginning of puberty. And so that's why we do 11 through 17. All right. And um, I'm going to ask you, and there's no fee to join. This is a free program, correct? Not only is it a free program, they get paid. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know I mean? We pay them. We, I don't believe in anybody. I don't care if you're, if you're seven. You know, if you're putting your thoughts into creating things that's going to help our nation and in particular help the city of Seattle, you need to be paid for your time. So, no, our girls are paid. They get paid. They get little contracts um, and they get paid. They get paid stipends, too. That way they don't have to you know, worry about any type of taxes or anything like that. They get paid stipends. Right. All right. Well, Katie, I'm going to ask you one more time to give out uh, the um, the web address. Uh, and how people can apply to the program and the deadline for the application to be in. Thank you. Yes. So our application deadline is April the 18th. I believe that's a Monday. You can go to KD Hall Foundation. So that's K-D-H-A-L-L Foundation.org. Click on Girls on the Rise. Apply today. Uh, we want to be able to have 40 to 50 girls in this program in the age of 11 through 17. Also, college ambassadors, we are hiring three college ambassadors right now, and they make up to $25 an hour. So you can also go there and you can put your information in and we'll get in contact with you as well. Uh, Chris, I can't thank you enough, man, for this opportunity. I really do appreciate you. All right. Well, thank you for being on today's show. We appreciate the work that you're doing here in the community and and really, um, you know, helping young ladies, you know, establish uh, themselves. Uh, with a sense of identity and purpose. Absolutely, absolutely. When your when, when your daughter's old enough, man, I want to see her in Girls on the Rise. <laughs> All right, we'll make sure she puts an application. No, well, <laughs> well, <you> have- <laughs> All right, Chris. 